Welcome to the GeoMob Podcast, where we discuss geo-innovation in any and all forms, whether for fun or profit. Welcome to another GeoMob Podcast. This afternoon, uh, we have a guest returning to us for the second time. Marco Benasucci is the chief executive of OpenGIS, a Swiss company that describes themselves as geo ninjas, which I think is a really cool term, and we might talk about being a geo ninja in a minute. Um, Marco's also the chair of the QGIS um, organizing committee, and he's been on the podcast before talking about the miracle of open source that is QGIS. And um, today we've got him back because. His company has just released a new version of a software product called QField. Um, and we wanted to talk about QField and understand what it is, what it does. And I was about to start off by saying QField is. And then I look up and there's Marco sitting opposite me. So, Marco, first of all, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Stephen. Um, so, come on, let's start. Um, what is QField? QField is an app for um, going to the field, as the name says, and digitizing, taking care of your mobile data as uh, easily as possible so that you can um, take care of whatever needs to be done in the field uh, directly there with all the awareness that you have when you are there, actually. And is it a full version of QGIS just running on a mobile device or is it something a bit different? Well, it was back in 2011 when I started it the first time. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a full-blown QGIS with the same interface as QGIS. Nowadays, it has a full QGIS core running in the background, but the user interface is completely um, r- replaced by a, by a user-friendly, uh, dedicated uh, interface that is made to be used by non-expert users. So... Uh, anybody can use QField easily. So it's big buttons. Yes, big and very few buttons. Great. Okay. And what does it run on? Anything. Uh, iOS, Android is the Android is the main development platform we use. Uh, then we can run it on Windows. You can run it on Linux. You can run it on Mac OS X. Um, we've had more and more people using QField as well as the first introductory GIS on desktop because it's has big, big buttons, but still the whole concept of, of uh, layers and, and points and lines and geometries and attributes. So you can really use it also in, uh, oh. in, in school as an introductory GIS really neatly. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. I re- that's really great. So, so I could go to the... OpenGIS website and download the Mac OS version and run it on my Mac um, instead of running a full-blown version of QGIS? Yes, you go to QGIS, uh, sorry, obviously, qfield.org. Right. And uh, you can download, uh, you have all the links to any any of the version. Obviously, the mainly used ones are Android, which we have uh, almost 900,000 downloads. <laughs> and and iOS, which is already somewhere close to 100,000 as well. so It will be 100,001 
after this conversation, Marco. Um, that's fantastic. That, so that's about a million downloads of QField. Exactly, and that is for uh, for iOS and Android uh, because we are getting the statistics from the from the stores. Uh, for all the other platforms, uh, specifically Windows, we don't know because it's a simple download button mm-hmm. link from from the GitHub repositories. So, yeah, we, we don't really know there. And then um, there are the, some some people that don't use Play Store, and so they yeah. will install directly APKs, but that's minor numbers. But I'd say around a million downloads is, is realistic. And what's even more interesting is seeing that we have all, almost a quarter of a million active users every month wow. on Android. You actually know you're able to... to record active users as well uh, it's not us recording it is google recording it and telling it to us we we don't track anything uh, okay. ourselves but obviously when you're using an app on on android google knows that you used it and it's telling us how many people are using it yeah wow that's fantastic that's a lot of users isn't it yes um, yes and it's the first time actually that I've ever heard of us being able to know how many people are using rather than downloading an open source software package. Yeah, there is, and here I'll go, uh, maybe I'll step back to to QGIS. QGIS has introduced also some uh, very, very little analytics, uh, of course, everything uh, publicly. Mm -hmm. Uh, And we can see on analytics.qgis.org, you can see how many people are opening QGIS during the course of a month. That's all you're seeing. Yeah, right. And that's millions. Yeah, there we are talking about um, 16 million openings per year, if I'm, if I'm not wrong, yes. 60 million? 16, yeah, or 60, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that's about a million and a half users a month. Yeah, no, sorry, sorry. 16 million in the last 30 days. I just popped up the numbers here. 16 million um, in the last 30 days, wow. Yes, so it's uh, it's basically um, yeah yeah that's a lot of people using QGIS. Oh, fantastic. So let's not get sidetracked. That's my fault. That's my fault. I apologize. No worries. It's all right. It's all right. Um, <laughs> I mean, I I can't. I keep saying it. It is a miracle. QGIS is a miracle, and the fact that QField has come out of QGIS is showing the miracle of open source software and how somebody can take that code and use that code and enhance that code, embed that code in another application, which is sort of what you've done with QField. Um, so all of that's the, you do the work once and use it many times. Yes, and we like actually to push it even further because uh, sometimes um, we need things in QField that are not in QGIS yet. And because we want to keep the ties very close, we are as close as possible to the QGIS project, basically. And what happens is that when we realize that something that we'd need in QField, it would actually be helpful in QGIS, we're going to build it in QGIS, Right. And then it will automatically come back to QField in the next uh, release because we are upgrading our 
uh, QGIS backend. So we really, many things that, uh, that you're seeing happening in QGIS as well are because are, they are needed in QField and we are just building them in QGIS so that more people profit from the work that uh, gets financed in, in QField. So there's another, I don't know, it's a service, not a product, QField Cloud. Explain QField Cloud to our listeners, Marco. Um, QField Cloud is, is just a part of QField, and it's uh, it's the part that takes care of syn- synchronizing data, basically. Um, you could use QField without it uh, by uh, moving data the way you want, uh, by moving files, moving uh, zip files, importing, exporting, um, or, or using the file system if you have access to it. Um, and that's perfectly fine, but um, as soon as you start working with multiple people on the same project and wanting the data to be sent back from the field directly and comfortably, um, that is where the, the cloud component uh, comes into play. It is um, it is a service, yes, but it's also a product because it the old code that is running QField Cloud is also open source. So anybody can take it and run their own instance and um, and just have the full thing that we also offer as a service uh, on their own infrastructure if, if they wish. And this gives, uh, of course, the two advantages. On one side, uh, the, the peace of mind of knowing what the code does. And on the other side, if you're, uh, if you're using the service that we offer as a monthly service is that... Um, you don't have to take care of the infrastructure. You just have a turnkey solution that your people in the field will push a button and the data comes back to you um, in the office uh, easily. And um, this is this is actually the best way to support also QField's development. Yeah. Because uh, it's a very easy way to, to gain the best possible um, user experience, but also to give back some some economic contribution to, to the project that right. you uh, have grown to rely and rely on. So it's a service fee and a, almost a donation combined. Well, it's a it's a service fee, but uh, but we do a lot of financing, cross financing right. between the tools. Uh, we we like having QField grow fast and have uh, amazing use for, for people. Um, that is, that is wh- wh- why we've put, I mean, I've, I've been working on QField since 2011 just because I thought that it was a good thing. Um, and it's just in the last, the last years that it has turned into this uh, very, um, very fast-growing project uh, with a lot of people uh, involved, um, and and this is amazing to see. It's uh, it it was the, my last three university credits, uh, <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> uh, and so it's it's really cool to see where where this has turned uh, nowadays and how many people are relying on it for the day to day work. And do most people use uh, QField Cloud? Well, QField Cloud has been released. On not even a year ago, product uh, uh, to, to the general public. Um, so in end of February, and since then I think we have about sixty thousand users on QField Cloud. Right. Uh, so, so we are we are we didn't think that um, we would have already so many people so fast. So the first couple of months were very 
harsh on us because, <laughs> you know, you think you, you're going to be dealing with uh, 5,000 users uh, and you're dealing with 25,000 and uh, you have, you know, it's, it's a new thing. So, yeah. But now everything is... Um, um, I'm not going to say smooth sailing. <laughs> it's never smooth sailing in, in work life, but it's, it's way... Um, like we have everything figured out and, and everything is running nice and smoothly. We know the amount of people that we have. Um, so, so we are, uh, uh, we are much more relaxed than we were in February and March. So let's talk about, um, what people do with Qfield. Um, give me a couple of examples of how people are using Qfield. Well, there are plenty of, of different um, of different uh, fields where where people are using Qfield. When I I do my my five minute um, pitch for Qfield, I, I have five slides um, where I go um, to to the kind of the five uh, subjects, and these are kind of resource management, uh, dense environments. Uh, Conflicts, catastrophes, and and social uh, kind of uh, of, of subjects, and and this kind of says everything and nothing. Uh, mm-hmm. But Qfield is is this kind of application that can be used everywhere. As soon yeah. as you need to take care of of um, geographical data, uh, Qfield can help you. So and and that is uh, that is why. Um, that is why I'd say that uh, we have such a broad range of usage, but uh, some of the most interesting ones um, are, maybe I know it has been used for um, collecting um, <coughs> data about mosquito malaria, transmitting mm-hmm. mosquitoes. That's one of the use cases that uh, I, um, I know was, was very interesting. And to personally, probably the one that... <laughs> that <laughs> That uh, I'm more, um, how to say, that uh, that I know uh, that touches me most is that I know it's been used to um, to map refugee camps. So right. people are mapping where actually somebody is living in a refugee camp. But probably one of the most uh, impactful one that we had in in uh, in last year was uh, just before the um, the big uh, volcano eruption that was in Tonga. Uh, the whole country had decided to map all their farms. So the Ministry of Forestry and Fishery had decided to send out, uh, I think it was 13 or 14 teams of three people uh, for a couple of months, send them across the whole country on each island uh, to assess every single plantation um, that, that was existing to, to know which parcels were, belonged to whom, and they were growing what, and so on and so on. And interestingly enough, they finished this campaign around mid-December. And if I'm not wrong, the eruption was on the 22nd of January or something wow. like this. Uh, meaning Tonga had highly up-to-date data of their major, because, uh, of course, farming is their major um, industry. economy, a major industry. They had highly, uh, highly precise data about their major um, industry and were able to use those um, 
together with high precise uh, satellite imagery that they were getting from everybody because of the natural catastrophe to on one side ground truth things and on the other side to to do different differential mapping of what somebody had and what somebody has so they they had very quick impact measurements of uh, of the tsunami that followed the the volcano eruption so this is it's a pretty big thing. I mean, it's countrywide, uh, major uh, um, economical impact. So I think this is uh, this is maybe the the biggest the biggest impact use we know that we know of. That probably wouldn't have happened in a relatively poor country like Tonga without it being open source. Probably not. Probably not, and uh, at least maybe it would have happened once, but it would have not been uh, something that they could uh, keep on doing uh, over and over and over because that's the, the beauty of the system is that uh, you teach people how to use it and they can just use it and you're not locking them into something that uh, after the first campaign that is paid by some donor, yeah. you need to sustain yourself. And uh, that's really something that uh, that I like a lot in, in, in this and I think it's also uh, why the the UN uh, OpenGIS um, um, say that QField is the suggested application for work within uh, the UN uh, kind of uh, things if they need to do geodata collection. Right. Um, so it's open source, and you and I are obviously committed to open source but it's a good opportunity to actually talk about the open source business model because um, you've built a business out of open source yes how do you do that so maybe to put it in perspective we are 20 people working right. full-time mainly in switzerland uh, when I say mainly, I mean 94% of the people are in Switzerland, which you might know might not be the cheapest place to, to pay workforce. Yeah. Uh, so you can actually do it. And um, it's. Um, I think that the key point is that we do not see open source as just good because it's for free. That is never our argument, or it's never our first argument. Open source to us is uh, is a better technological choice. Um, I um, I strongly believe that uh, the kind of development um, uh, methods that we are using, the transparency that we are used to, is is highly beneficial for the, our hand clients. And that is why I think we, we, are, uh, we are doing good. Um, it's because we are not just saying that it's for free. I mean, I have to pay salary like any other company. Um, we are just not paying them out of licensing the work that we are doing. Um, I, I like the, the analogy of uh, when you have a gardener coming to your place and, 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 and taking care of your garden, is going to charge you for the hours that is there taking care of your garden. It's not going to charge you for all the splendid hours that you're going to spend in your garden after you did a good job. Uh, and that's what we're doing. We're getting paid for the work we do and not for the fact that you're enjoying the work that we did later on. 
and he's not going to charge you for the sun and the rain that the universe gives you for free. Uh, so, and, and that makes that uh, specifically now if you go to something uh, like QField or, or QJS itself, uh, it makes that the product grow really fast. Because I'm going to charge you for something, I'm going to charge somebody else for something else. I'm not going to charge the other person for the same thing that they charge you already. <laughs> so we, we put the process of getting the, uh, the project to move forward quickly uh, as a higher importance than to, uh, than to fur- do something and then get as much money back for that thing. It's just two different business models. Do you think... Um, so... You get paid or your company gets paid for perhaps creating a new feature, um, I don't know, importing LiDAR, something, a new feature in QGIS. Um, do, Do you think there's a risk that QGIS becomes bloated with features because customer A wants this feature, customer B wants that feature, and customer C wants another feature, and they might they might almost be com- um, overlapping or conflicting with each other in some way. And here I need to make a, a, a rather strict differencing between QGIS and QField. Right. Um, QGIS has a very vast ecosystem of company working on it. Uh, maybe 20, 30 active companies doing things, the risk is much higher there uh, because we do try as companies to speak together when there are major things. uh, There is a process of writing QAPs or enhancement proposals that needs to be taken care of. Um, but uh, but still the risk is a bit bigger and QGIS has a lot of functionality already and, and we see a little bit of that sometimes in, in, in QGIS. In QField, my answer would be rather no. It's much harder to get there because OpenGIS as a company is pretty much the gatekeeper behind uh, QField. So we have a, a tight eye on what is being made in the code base. And um, we like that because it makes sure that QField is not going to get bloated. And if you are in an office with nice cozy chairs, big screens, and three buttons, too many, it's okay. If you are in a cold, windy day, <laughs> winter day, somewhere in northern Scotland, and you have three buttons instead of one, you might be hating the person that gave you that tool to work with. And this is why in QField we are way stricter with what is coming in. And, and uh, sometimes we have clients that ask for things and we think, oh, yeah, that would be an interesting, there would be an interesting functionality, but it never, ever will make it into QField itself. We can make you an application based on QField because we can do that pretty easily and then implement their own workflow in their own application um, with exactly the wish they have. Right. Okay, so that's in this. That's sort of explaining the difference between sort of single company open source and the broader open source model of QGIS, where you've got twenty odd companies all contributing um, to a major release. They'll all be have some stake in that major release, probably. 
Yes, yes. We do have other companies as well doing things in Qfield, but it's much closer with they'd come to us first and say, look, we want to do this and that uh, beforehand. Um, so that we, because we really are committed to, to keeping the software not bloated. Yeah. And of course, if they really wanted to go off and add features that you didn't want them to add, they can... Yeah, fork the source yeah. code and um, and go and make a a new Q Mobile app of some sort if that's what they really wanted to do. But we all know the dangers of forking because then the changes that get made in the original source don't get reflected in the new source, and it it's not what we want to see. So that sort of takes me to, you know, I mean, I think you've explained the model very well. Uh, and I'm guessing that the introduction of QField, which makes you become a service provider rather than a group of geo ninjas for hire, is quite a significant change in the business model for you. Um, yeah, QField Cloud came with uh, with its own uh, set of challenges, of course, um, but we're still doing um, both of the things, so we are not doing QField Cloud only. Uh, we are very much committed to uh, keeping uh, also a lot of core. We, have, we are the second most uh, committing company into QGIS itself, and we want to keep that that way. We are... Uh, very committed to that part. We do a lot of uh, of web uh, GIS, web infrastructure as well for clients. So we're going to keep uh, keep doing that as well. So what we are we did is basically uh, in um, at OpenGIS.ch uh, we kind of have three branches, uh, th- three kind of groups mm-hmm. doing different things, and one of the groups is doing mainly um, QField. Qfield, Qfield Cloud um, together as a product. Uh, obviously, if we find ourselves next year with uh, 200 paying, 200,000 paying customers, because we we manage to get everybody from uh, that is using Qfield to use also Qfield Cloud, then uh, we'll have a service that scales another size up again, and then we'll have to to have more people in there. But uh, but we are very much committed to to keeping the Geo Ninja hat on because. We, we don't want to just become service provider as a, as a, for the QField Cloud part of the things. We like to, to keep on making new things. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And I love that term, Geo Ninjas. Um, <laughs> I think it's great. Um, and I was also thinking as a Swiss company that you could have, you could have used that famous Swiss Army knife somehow. Um, yeah, we could have, um, but everybody expects that. Okay. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> and we sort of always saw us, ourselves as uh, as this, um, yeah, ninja-like kind of uh, thingies uh, that, that, that like doing, like getting things done. We like to be efficient. We like to be fast and, and nimble. And that's that's really what, uh, what kind of reflects us. Okay. 
Marco, it's been fantastic talking to you. Um, I just, just sorry, just before we go, um, if people want to get in touch with you, where would they find you? Uh, they'd find me either on on on, on the various uh, social uh, medias um, as M Bernazocchi. Um, big advantage of having a difficult name is that nobody, nobody else it. It's 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 always me. So if you see an M Bernazocchi on X on on Mast on Fostodon, uh, on Instagram on LinkedIn, that's always me. So that's where I'm. Where we're trying to communicate things that are happening, and if not at uh, open opengis.ch right. uh, you'll also find all the all the contacts um, and on qfield.org you'll also find all the information and that's where you uh, could download qfield for your um, for your iPhone or your Android phone or, or yes. from the or from the app stores just go directly to the app stores right. that's the fastest okay. you type qfield in the app stores and you'll get it immediately right. Marco, it's been a pleasure talking to you. I think you are one of my heroes. Um, what you. you do with your company, uh, you do great work. You do work for good. You're wonderful open source citizens. So from the 16 million people who opened QGIS, and I know it's not all your work, so to all the other 20 companies as well, from the 16 million people, thank you. From the quarter of a million people who are using QField, Thank you again. Have a great day. It's been a pleasure. Thanks. Thank you very much. Thanks for joining us today and listening to the GeoMob podcast. We hope you enjoyed the discussion. Please get in touch with us if you have any feedback or suggestions for topics we should cover. You can get the show notes over on the website, which is at thegeomob.com. While you're there, you can sign up for our monthly mailing list where we keep you informed about upcoming events. You can, of course, also follow us on Twitter, where our handle is Geomob. Thanks for listening, and hope to see you at a Geomob event soon.